in order to cultivate a more positive self-concept and create the confidence to step through fear. A great way to do that is really understanding your skills, your passions, your talents, your accomplishments, and have them in your back pocket, right? In certain conversations so that you can become your own advocate. This is Art Is, a podcast for artists, where we brainstorm the future of the art world and the creative industries. Hi, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast. You were with us in the beginning of season three, and I'm delighted to have you joining us again, adding on to what you were saying before about how you work with so many different kinds of creatives. And and I was wondering, despite the creative industries being so segmented, I assume that there are so many crossovers with the challenges that creatives face. So what has your experience been navigating that coaching paradigm, working with maybe fine artists and musicians or actors or whoever who are facing kind of similar issues despite coming from different sections of the creative industry? Yeah, that's such an interesting and and wonderful question because even for myself growing up, I was always drawing and painting. And I kind of only saw myself as a visual artist until after college when I kind of expanded my understanding of what creativity was for me and others. And there's, there are so many labels, right, within the different industries. You have the design world, music, visual arts, film, etc. All of these different industries and labels. And what I've seen is that there's so many, there's so much crossover as well. You know, you can bring music into a fine art gallery show, right? Or an event where you have a DJ, but maybe it's for, you know, a book release or something, right? There's, there are so many different crossovers and it's really in the allowing yourself to see the labels but also to see that this is an ever evolving process of you yourself will always be changing and these industries will also always be changing. So not limiting yourself or pigeonholing yourself into one thing, you know, at least I think previous generations, people would have careers for their entire life. They would go into one career and maybe even work for one company most of their life. And that just isn't the norm anymore. People want variety. They want diversity. And it's okay to shift from one career to the next. And that 
can be a beautiful tool to help kind of bolster where you're going in your path and taking, you know, tools from one experience and bring them into a completely different industry or experience with your career. Yeah, I I think that's so interesting because one of the goals of this podcast in earlier seasons, especially was looking at learning from beyond the art world and the creative industry. So how have you embraced lessons from beyond the creative world and integrated them into your coaching practice or your creative practice? Yeah, that's a great question too. You know, personally, after graduating college, art school, you know, art school is great for learning how to be an artist and have a creative practice and learning about other artists and art history. I personally did not experience learning the business side of becoming an artist in art school. And I don't think very many people do. How about you? Did you? No, (laughs) no, I didn't. That was really one of the reasons why I started this podcast was um, shortly after graduating, looking to learn from other industries like the tech world and the startup space, especially as a funnel for understanding different kinds of business models and business practices that I as an artist could embrace and share on the show. Yeah. So because of that, I, you know, I also embrace like, okay, I need to figure out how to make money. You know, I, yes, I'm good at making art, but how do I make money with art? And that's why, you know, finding that job at the art gallery and then later on becoming a wholesale rep for an international publishing company, you know, I learned a lot of the business aspects of invoicing, marketing, you know, consignment, shipping, sales and email copy, distribution, brand partnerships, all of these things that you just don't learn in art school. (laughs) And I really have found that there's so much we can learn from other experiences bringing in, you know, as a creative person or an artist or a musician, you think of the world in a certain way. And there's a lot of other industries that think of the world in a different way or have a different approach. So learning from them, you can apply the tools that they've learned in your own way. And I just think it's incredibly helpful to find work in multiple places to learn from multiple people, you know, just like you, you have your podcast and you get to speak with people from all over the world and learn from different industries as well. And you also have your sculpture practice and those are so uniquely different and they 
create this really nice balance between the two. You know, personally, I still have part-time jobs. I'm working for Tasha and still in the bookstore in Beverly Hills. I work there a couple days a week and I still get, and I love it. I get to meet people all all of the time. I get to be around art, beautiful artwork. And some of the most incredible artists also come in there. And it's a way for me to socialize and be out in the world. And in Beverly Hills of all places in Los Angeles, you know, it's a great place to be with a lot of other creative people around. And I also work part-time for the Vic James Center, which is a place for young adults, transitional youth, about 15 to 25 year olds to who are struggling with substance abuse issues to have a place to come to get free services and career coaching is one of them. So I do workshops and career coaching for the Vic James Center as well in Santa Monica. So I still, you know, along with my coaching, I like to be doing other experiences and jobs to fulfill different needs and learn from other people that think differently from me. And I think that's really important. So how do you think that on an individual level, artists and creatives from across different industries can help pay it forward and reinvest their learning into the community? Yeah. So sharing, sharing is caring. You know, I, I think this world that we live in now, it's so wonderful that we can share so effortlessly and we're all connected. We're literally like the whole entire world is connected. Like that's so beautiful. And, you know, for us to continue to kind of change the industry and pay it forward. I think it's important to share our secrets, you know, share our, our studios, share our process, our income, our cringy moments, right. Share our fails and just be able to connect with others and be of service. You know, don't be afraid to share the things that you might feel uncomfortable about because I'm positive that there are other people who are going through that as, as well. And it's a way to connect and find support and also learn through those difficult moments. And yeah, you know, there's times where it's like, you're super triggered by something that's going on. And it's probably not a good time to share because you're in the thick of it. But after, you know, experiencing walking through that process sharing those details i think can be really important for someone else who might be walking through a similar process and need inspiration or motivation or direction of how to walk through that and come out on the other side and i understand that your coaching practice is incredibly thorough and hyper relevant to all creatives but if somebody 
out there is listening to this and is having a tough time with their creative practice and maybe isn't ready yet to make an investment in coaching, what would your advice to them be? So, you know, at the moment I'm offering three month programs. That's typically where we start. And sometimes after the three months, my clients sign on for more time, but three months is a really great foundation. It's working together once a week for the three months for an hour each week. And you get homework. There's accountability. There's also a form I have my clients fill out before the coaching session. That's kind of like a journaling prompt of, you know, where, where are you? What did you get done with the homework? What do you need coaching on this week to kind of get their mindset in the right place before our coaching call? And there's so much accountability within that. And just through, you know, the process that I've already talked about so far and three month programs cost around $2,000. And that, you know, not everyone is ready to make that kind of investment in their future. And, you know, where else can you spend that kind of money and get so much value, right? It's, I personally think that investing in your future and the things that are going to be life lasting change is so important. But I do understand that some people aren't ready either because of financial situations or because of just where they're at in their space. They're not ready for that kind of commitment. So there are a ton of free resources. And just like, you know, me in 2009, getting, leaving college and kind of just figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, I did my own research. I did my own work and it is work. And that's part of the reason coaching one-on-one coaching is so helpful is because it's not easy and not having someone accountable to will, you'll kind of just give up on certain things. You'll say you want something, but then it gets hard and and you give up on it. You don't want to do the work. You get distracted or you feel, you know, a little bit of discomfort and you, you stop. But if you have that desire within you and you want something bad enough, there are a ton of free resources. I provide a free career clarity starter kit on my website that you can sign up for, which has some great resources. And there's a ton of YouTube videos. I also host really low cost workshops as well. I have a creative writing class, a meditation and creative writing class that I host on Wednesday nights. And I do other workshops and there's just so many other teachers and free resources online. So do a little bit of research. I'm sure that you can find some and yes, it does take work, but it is so worth it because when you are able to transform your life, so many things shift and change and that feeling of being more in alignment with your purpose is everything. It just makes such a difference. So Lauren, as I'm sure you remember, the overarching theme of this podcast is brainstorming the future of the art world. 
So I was wondering what kind of art world and creative industry do you want to be existing in? What are you hoping to see more of or less of in the coming months and years? That's such a great question. And I love thinking about where we are going, where the future of the art world is going. And personally, I would love to see more value given to the artist. You know, this starving artist mentality that we have ingrained, it's just such an old idea that if you want to make art, you're going to have to starve, right? It's very hard to make money doing creative work. And that's just not the reality. It's something that is socially ingrained in us. And it's frustrating because it's it's just not true. There's so many creative ways to make money. And I think maybe even the idea of what an artist is has shifted It's not just one thing. You don't just have to be a painter, right? You don't just have to be a sculptor. You don't just have to be a musician. There's so much crossover now. And there's so many different ways to make money doing artwork. And yeah, you know, it is difficult to put your artwork out there to be judged by the world. That was something that, you know, that I'm still working through. And I think we, we can, we all continue to work through because people are very opinionated <laughs> and not nice sometimes. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, we we can grow to create a thicker st- skin and create that self-validation in ourselves, knowing that like what we have to offer, what our truth is, is for us. And that reality is okay, even next to the person that that might not be a reality to you know, and I I do think that so many creative people are suffering out there mentally and even becoming sick, physically sick because they are living their lives out of alignment. And this fear that has been created by society that, you know, that you have to live a certain way in order to survive. And that's just not Like you can live however the, I was going to say, however the want, you really can like anything is possible. And we limit ourselves so much because of other things that people tell us. And it's just finding that strength within and sharing that strength with others and continuing to show up and feel that strength to be different and be okay with being different. And yeah, so as far as you, Azada, I'd love to ask you the same question. You know, what kind of art world do you want to exist? Or, you know, what are you hoping to see more or less of in the future? Lauren, thank you so much for asking me the question. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on this. The first thing I'd say is I'm hoping to see more peer-to-peer credentialing and community in the art world, less hierarchy. I think the idea of sharing leadership, sharing responsibilities in organizations, whether that's in terms of programming or planning, in terms of accounting, 
whether that's involves all kinds of bureaucratic or administrative duties. I think all of us have to do that in our own daily practices as artists, as professional artists. And we're more than capable of doing that for an organization if we empower ourselves and we empower each other. So I'm hoping to see more collaboration between creatives and also more collaboration with techies out there. I think as many know, I'm really interested in the intersection of art and technology, and I'm hoping to see more meaningful interaction in terms of collaborations, financial collaborations as well for new businesses, new creative pursuits that yield real results and gain for both techies and artists alike. Another thing that I'm particularly passionate about and excited to see more of is meaningful sharing on the part of artists, getting to share their work with the world, of course, but also share the emotional work that goes into getting into the studio every day or every so often and the conceptual work and intellectual work that goes into developing art. So much of this is unshared, whether that's in a gallery or museum or Instagram or website. And it's unfortunate because other creatives and other people are really interested and curiosity is infectious and there should be more of it in the world. So that's what I'm hoping to see more of in the art industry, the creative world and beyond. So beautifully said. And collaboration is really what lights me up so much inside too. And I I have loved collaborating with you as well. And I'm so excited to continue collaborating with you. So yes, thank you. So Lauren, where can people find you and find your business and learn more about your coaching? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at curated splash or you can go to my website curated splash.com that's c-u-r-a-t-e-d-s-p-l-a-s-h.com and that's really where you can find me thank you for listening to art is a podcast for artists please leave art is a podcast for artists a rating and review in apple podcasts It really helps others find us. Also, I would love it if you took a moment to reflect on who in your life might also benefit from listening to this podcast. When you do, please share Art Is, a podcast for artists with them so we can continue to grow the show organically and brainstorm the future of the art world together. You can also support the work I do by subscribing wherever you listen and by donating to the podcast. The link to do so is in the episode description. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks so much. 